0: Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. We are back at the house in Beaver Lakes in the background, and it it couldn't be better than to have uh, John Stein here with the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. What's your official title, John? So it's uh, District Fisheries
1: Supervisor. Yeah,
0: Supervisor. Yeah, I'm
1: the head man in charge. (laughs) (laughs) That's the
0: person who gets all the grief and the person who gets all the rewards, right? (laughs) That's right. Well, talking about that, let's talk about Swebco. Lake Swebco, always hot this time of year. People uh, start going over there because it's a a heated lake because it comes from the plant, uh, warm
1: water. Tell us uh, what's going on over that way. So Swepco is a five hundred acre lake. It, like you said, it's owned by a power plant that, a coal fired power plant that uh-huh. uh, it's a it's a coolant lake. And the cool thing is about Swepco is it has some of the best uh, Florida bass genetics in the state. The wow. last time we looked at it, um, they naturally reproduce and do really well. Um, they have really fast growth. We see a lot of you know six. Seven pound fish in there, wow! Um, and it's it's because the the water stays warm, you know, year, year round. It gets real hot in the summer, but right, right now, you know, the water temp on Beaver, what is it up here? Probably sixty two. Yeah, it's 62, 64.
0: There. It's warmed up because yeah. we're getting eighty degree yeah. days. You know, so.
1: swept now is probably you know in the mid upper seventies, maybe in the you know into the eighties yeah. right now because they're when they're generating, and so it'll stay like when we get into the wintertime – uh december january february when you're uh, out here fishing these you know bass on beaver lake it's totally right. different going over on sweptco because they could be on beds in february yeah january january Even, yeah. february yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, we've seen we've actually seen uh when we've done some electrofishing we've found three inch fingerling bass in march so they yeah that that's pretty amazing <laughs>
0: So tell us a little bit. Is that a private lake? Who owns the lake, and how does the the game and fish? How do they regulate? So the
1: the power plant owns the lake, um, but they allow the game and fish to have a boat boat ramp there. They uh-huh. they uh, we actually have we, we own the boat ramp. Right. Um, there's about fifteen or eighteen parking spaces on it, right. so it's kind of limited access. You got to get there early in the morning. Most, right. Most Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so they they allow the you know the game and fish to manage the fishery, and uh, it's a really unique fishery. And there you know we have people that come from all over to fish it. Uh, a few years ago, we had a uh, we had a there was a power line they had to work on, and I had to be uh-huh. out there on the lake, um, like running people out of a cove because they had the power line right. down real low. And we saw people from they came over that day from Texas. We had some Oklahoma anglers, so it gets a lot of. It's it's got a lot of notoriety about some good bass fishing, and it's you can catch bedding bass in January.
0: That's right, and so it's uh, pretty close. Probably either Salem Springs or Gentry is uh, the closest town if you're yep. trying to find it on the map. It's uh, it's shaped like uh, Italy, isn't it? Yep, kind of yep. shaped kind of like a boot. So tell us a little bit about how that lake lays out. Has the streams that come in flint yeah
1: creek. yeah flint creek they come into the upper end of the lake and it just flows down to the dam um and there's actually a lot of people especially in the winter time they'll fish around the outflow uh-huh. where the you know where they're actually pulling water and then releasing it back into the lake and that's where that's the hot water and that brings uh-huh. in a lot of shad right they're uh they're attracted to that warm water and the nutrients that are coming around, or maybe a little more algae and different things growing there. Right, and so the the inflow or the outflow is where a lot of people target to, right. to fish in the in the uh, in the winter months. It draw, like I said, it draws in a lot of shad. And so and
0: there's that, a eagle habitat mm-hmm. uh, that's up there. Do you play a part in that, or is nope, that the city? The power, that's the power plant in the oh, city okay. of Gentry. Yeah, They right.
1: They have a really good uh, eagle watch uh hike right and uh ton of eagles are in there in the winter time it's a good uh you know that lake has a lot of uh gizzard shad and we stocked thread fin shad in it for a couple years to get them going again and so the eagles really like working on those shad in the winter time
0: so you stocked uh you stocked some gizzards didn't you stock uh, some other Forage, yeah, forage so we, stocked,
1: we stocked. We uh, stocked in the past. We've stocked threadfin shad. Got them reestablished for a while. Uh-huh. We didn't have threadfin shad in there. Right, our hatchery system was able to get threadfin shad reestablished in Swepco. Really, but uh, before we were stocking threadfin, we actually were stocking red ear and bluegill. You know, fingerlings right. for for forage for several years. Um, mm. We did try. We did try an experimental crappie stocking. Right. For three years in there, and uh, we just we noticed that crappie are not naturally reproducing in the lake. You just don't see any real small ones, right? And uh, so I, I like, have an idea
0: reason why, and I think you know too, is because those bass they, they kind of like those ones. little ones.
1: <laughs> they probably eat them all. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's hard. It's hard because they're up shallow. Yeah, for such a period of time, and and when they're probably trying to to get it going the bass are also hungry Yep. so
1: yeah but a really unique really unique lake people come from all over to fish it we're pretty fortunate to have it here um we are looking at doing a another boat ramp to allow uh-huh. a little bit more oh, wow! to al- allow a little bit more uh um boaters to use it on a weekend so maybe right. another 20 or 20 wow. or 25 and That'd that would be make great. it. yeah that would make it a you know, get, give give a little more access because it can be pretty uh, hard to get in there sometimes on the weekend with that small ramp. Which road would that come off of? We have to work with the. Uh, we we don't know yet. We're yeah. working with. But the I plant. mean,
0: is it more towards the? It dam would probably, area it would probably the top. be
1: more towards the top. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Towards. On the, the... Yep. On the other side, of the, I think it'd be pretty close to the Eagle Watch um, area, Uh-huh. but it wouldn't be in that area. It wouldn't be on the Eagle Watch area. It'd be. Kind of like downstream of it, but yeah, that's where we're kind of looking right now. We got to work with the plant and see what, uh-huh. uh, you know, what uh, they they would right. allow.
0: And what, uh, where would the funds for
1: that come from? So we have uh, it'd probably be marine fuel tax funds, okay. which All would right. be uh, which comes could, from
0: like say Warrigal Eagle. Wargills right over there, Wargill Marina, but places like that that sell gas. You wonder why the gas is a little higher. Mm-hmm. There's always some tax of some kind on there. So. Right.
1: Well, the marine fuel tax is act, that's why it's high. That's why you're paying five dollars a gallon instead of four. You know. Right. Uh, but marine fuel tax is actually part of that and why it's higher. And that that money can actually uh, will come back to the state agencies. So we actually oh, we actually get a significant amount of uh, marine fuel tax. You know, like four or five million a year. Right. To do to do. Uh, uh, different projects Work different projects uh-huh. on boat ramps you know oh, uh, enhancing boat ramps really? we can actually do uh add a new boat ramp we can pave a road to a boat ramp and uh with those funding so hmm. yeah it's really really good to have
0: so one question i always get is it's a private lake so i don't have to wear my life jacket nope <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> no, tell us wrong. about that
1: <laughs> no they're wrong it's a uh, it's a you know the the power plant owns it but uh the Game and Fish is in charge of the management of the okay. fishery and, and the, the regulations. It would be like any other lake. You have to, you know, you have to wear okay. a life jacket or you have okay. to have a life jacket within reaching, you know, within, okay. within right. reach of you, yeah.
0: Okay. What else can you tell us about fishing over, over
1: at Subco? What's the deepest water that uh, is in the reservoir? Uh, it, You know, down by the dams, 30, 40 feet deep, uh-huh. um, but most of the time fish are uh, especially in the wintertime, they're going to be shallow you know they're going to be shallow uh-huh um but as the water starts cooling off they're going to start moving shallow right now they're probably uh, suspended a little bit uh-huh and uh, cuz the water's still hot but uh there's also some really good uh, bluegill and red ear fishing in the in in uh Swepco that right. some really big ones
0: they have good catfishing yeah. over there yep. too cuz every yeah. time I'm over there someone always says there's always someone out there and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm catfishing. I'm like, well, i bet there's giants in this because yeah, they can just keep growing year round.
1: Yeah. And f- what's interesting is they're naturally, it seems to be they're naturally reproducing really good. So they're oh. getting past the bass somehow.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they probably grow pretty fast yeah, on yeah. that discharge, yeah. but, um, little bit about uh, shocking. So, when's the last time you did the shocking over there? Probably. And what did you see?
1: It was probably two years ago. Two years we ago. We did an electrofishing fishing sample, and uh, we see really good numbers of, of fish over 15 inches. uh uh-huh. um, You know, we'd probably see like 40% of the fish that we caught were over 15 wow. inches. Um, and then pretty good numbers of fish over 18 inches, and then a few that are over 20. So, some really good, really good spread out uh, population.
0: Right. So uh, they have a lot of tournaments over there. They even have a lot of kayak tournaments over there. Uh, to have a tournament over there, is, is there any regulation?
1: Like here on Beaver Lake, um, they have to go through the core office. There is not a regulation right now on, uh-huh. on tournaments um, we may be as we do a fishery we have a fisheries management plan we're working on right there may be something that we put in there on uh, on tournaments you know it, it gets pretty tough when you have a tournament out there and there's 20 boats and they've taken up the whole parking lot and then you know right. people want to come in and uh-huh. go fishing and later in the day and they can't um, that's why we're looking at doing that. Yeah, you know, enhancing it. that other boat ramp because uh-huh. that can that can be an issue. But uh, right now there is no regulation on uh, tournaments out there. Would they
0: name the next ramp uh, after you? Would no. it be? Would it be? No. You? The existing <laughs> I'm not, ramp. I'm not that. I'm not that high up. The, the existing Game ramp fish. is it named after someone? Uh, it is.
1: I don't. I don't think it is. It is just off. Of, no. Because I know
0: just, down uh, here at Highway 412 at yeah. that ramp. Yeah. So.
1: Dr. Don Rufa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no, it's not named after anybody. It's. All the, right. To sweat code. I program. just want. To, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm not high enough up to get a name after you know get named after something. You,
0: you have to catch some big fish. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, talking about Beaver Lake, uh, let's swing over to you. Have a project coming up soon on yep. Beaver Lake, and it's on this end of the lake. We are near Point Twelve, round uh, the corner from uh, War Eagle. So, yep. um, so you're going to be down this way.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we actually got funding from Bass Pro Shop to, uh-huh. uh, to, do, a, to b- do a big fish habitat project on the White River Lakes, Beaver, Bull Shoals, and Norfolk. Uh-huh. And uh, that funding went to actually purchase a new barge and a skid loader that we're using in statewide fish habitat projects. Right. Um, but we're going to be doing a uh, – we have about 32 employees right now that are going to be coming into Beaver Lake, and they're, we're going to be working at Montney. Right. And another crew is going to be working out of Hickory Creek. And uh, at Hickory Creek, we're actually, the core doesn't allow us to cut trees all okay. over the lake. So this end of the lake, we don't have many areas they are allowing us to cut trees from the shoreline. Right. So we're actually going to be building some uh, porcupine cribs out of uh, out of uh, rough sawn l- lumber. Right. So we're going to be making some tall porcupine cribs out of, out of lumber. And it's, uh, you can look them up online. They're just, uh, the core doesn't allow us to use, um, PVC or any of the the plastic products. So Uh we're going to be building about a hundred of those porcupine cribs at the Hickory Creek area, and we're going to be putting them in the lake for fish habitat. We're also going to be doing some pallet structures. Um, but then they're going to allow us to cut a few trees, I think out of Hickory Creek park some right. cedar trees that we're going to use then down by montanay we're going to be uh they actually are opening up that area at the montanay where the Montney boat ramp is where the right. old historical stuff was uh-huh. they're actually uh removing a couple hundred trees there and going to make a uh, a walking trail oh. with interpretive signs and then like a uh we'll have bank fishing areas there but they they are knocking over uh Two hundred really nice trees that right. they're going to open the area up, make it really? more park-like, uh-huh. and uh, they're leaving the root balls attached. So we're going to be using all those trees to uh, spread out and wow. sink in the lake for that project. Um, we figure we'll probably put at least fifty new habitat sites in that in that one week period. Wow. Uh, that's going to be probably you're looking at probably uh, three hundred trees over the over the in those wow. sites. So yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna have to move them around. So we may be uh, motoring three or four miles from Hickory Creek to try to spread out the yeah spread out the. the Let let me tell
0: you what direction to come. (laughs) Yeah, you need to come south, 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 like south down here. There's plenty of there's plenty of places. There's some humps you should put them on. There's like two or three humps that are down that way. But yeah, um, three miles gets you down to point twelve anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. So So we're gonna be. yeah that's a big project coming up and uh this going to be december 4th through the 10th it's two weeks and right. uh so, so we'll be working a week in the this end of the lake and then right. i think the other the other end of the other week we're going to be down by the dam in a different area um we just have to find enough trees right uh, to to keep 30 you know or 18 or 20 people and three barge crews working you know it's probably one of your barges brand new too right yeah and that's what the bass pro money tell them about that one that barge is amazing yeah the bass pro money bought that 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 barge it's a uh 27 foot dump barge it has a uh twin 150s on it it'll run it'll run like 38 miles an hour with 5500 pounds of block on it and uh so we can move around (laughs) we can you know we can put a big tree on that barge and haul it you know move it three miles with no problem it it has a dump bed on it with a it's a hydraulic dump bed that runs off a generator. So you basically just pull the cord on <laughs> the generator and push a button and it dumps. So it's wow. a a great uh, a great uh, piece of equipment that we have. On is Fever. that the one that
0: has the engine faced one way and engine faced the other? Is that no? A that
1: was one? a different one. That's an older one we have that's out wow. based out of Mountain Home. Oh, where it's right. a, it's a it's a pontoon. Type boat that was made for this it was made by i think tracker marine bass pro funded it and the the, yeah on that one the motors turn around backwards so when you're (laughs) when you're actually you think you're in reverse you're in forward gear and you can pull i mean it would you know you could pull that tree right a really big tree off the bank wow yeah
0: so the ones that are on the bank they're dead how are you going to weight those down so we're actually uh
1: uh, a lot of like, if we have hardwood trees like uh, oak, if we right. have any oak trees, they'll sink on their own really well. We may put uh-huh. one or two blocks on them, uh, but like cedar trees, we have right. to actually attach. Are you using to cinder them. blocks? Yeah,
0: really, yeah. just cinder blocks. And then the cribs that you're building, you porcupines. Yeah, that you're building is that cinder blocks to get that uh, in place? We're actually,
1: we think that it's going to be uh, it's going to be fairly new cut white oak yeah or i think white oak so it's gonna be pretty heavy so we may not have to put much on those either uh-huh yeah and we'll uh we're gonna to have to rent a, a a telehandler which is like a skid steer that has a a fork on it that we can move out and put them onto the bar you know load them onto the right. barges with that so be pretty wow. pretty uh pretty interesting project we got a lot going on on beaver in the next in the next couple so of months
0: you're hoping for good weather
1: yeah <laughs> it could so, be pretty miserable because i mean we have we're gonna i think the first week we have like 23 people that are going to be up here and wow if it's raining and if it's uh we're going to be out there working because we don't want to just sit at the hotel room you know right. we all these people are you know these biologists and staff are coming from all over the state so a wow. lot of times if it's raining it's twenty eight thirty 30 degrees we're out there yeah. working in it because we don't want to just sit around now. If the wind's really bad, we're gonna have to find. You know, we may, we may have to change our okay, strategy and yeah. move move to a, you know, like maybe way up in the river arm somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's. Uh, we're hoping for good weather.
0: <laughs> Talk a little bit about the cribs. How are they shaped in the water? So if you saw them on, say, like live scope, what well, would they like look like? Kind of like a pyramid. Like? Kind
1: of pyramid. Yeah, yeah, and then and so the the other. Uh, like, the pallet structures are going to be a pyramid. Okay. We're going to use, you know, there'll be a pallet on the bottom, and and then they'll be okay. put together like that, and then we're going to try to put brush in, be in it. Like, 8 to 10 feet, or how? What's uh, the, the size? We have them? some pallets that we got donated that are about, they're, I think they're 6 or 8-foot pallets. They're pretty okay. big. So they're going to be, you know, we're probably, the porcupine cribs are going to be about 5 foot off the bottom and uh-huh. probably 5 foot in diameter. Right. Yeah, so we can put them in a little know shallower water
0: okay yeah. and all those will be out in the main lake none of them will be inside a cove
1: oh uh, we're probably going to put a bunch of them in coves we're going to have to oh, we're right. going to try to find um the, the issue with this area of the lake as you know is when we get flooding we've right. got to make sure we wherever we put these we want them to stay right you know so if we put them out on a point or somewhere where they could move uh they'd be totally gone that's you know, that's really <laughs> defeating the point of putting them out there. So, we're going to try right. to find spots where they won't blow out. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. That takes us to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has all kinds of lures that you can catch fish, and it's, like, for structure-type fish. So, you find, like, crappie there. Um, just walleye you never know what's going to be swimming around their bass and stuff so make sure you check them out at com. john if they wanted to uh find out uh, more or have some questions for you how would they contact you
1: uh they can go to uh, we have a a facebook page fisheries northwest arkansas okay uh, it's actually the game and fish uh, fisheries page they can go to it's a All right. facebook page perfect and uh yep.
0: There you go. So make sure you check it out. It's going to be good things are happening here in Northwest Arkansas. Always good to have you on the show, John. Like we like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.